Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Let me ask what you value in life. You say, well, I value my car, value my home, value my wife, value my children, my grandparents. I value my neighbors. I value my church. I value my investments. I value certain things about life. I value my health. We put a value on something. Now, the one standard for all the world that is a is when we say, now that's a gold standard, what are we saying? That's something we value highly, right? Whether it's gold or silver. And that's why this passage really says, we're talking about something that never loses its power. You are not redeemed with precious gold or silver. Why is that? Because now scientifically, some have said that gold is not perishable. In other words, you know, it's going to remain. That's why the gold at Fort Knox Vault, it's not going anywhere. But guess what? If you have gold, you can lose it. If you have what gold can buy, it can be destroyed. If you have valuables that are purchased with silver, they can be gone in a moment's time. So even though gold itself may not be tarnished or may not perish because it would decay, it can be lost. Same with silver. And that's why... Peter's saying to the congregation, I want to remind you that you did not come into the kingdom of God because you had gold or you had silver or you had good works or you were more valuable than somebody else. No, he's basically saying this blood of Christ is powerful enough that what's it do? It redeems the sinner. It covers the sins of the whole world of those who would trust in him and follow him. That's why he says what? He said, you were redeemed by this power, this sinner, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb of God without spot and without blemish. Now, in the Old Testament, they brought lambs uh, for sacrifice a lot. But on the Day of Atonement, they had to bring a lamb that was perfect, without spot, and without blemish. That's why he mentions this here. It's not that Jesus, John the Baptist said, hey, behold, here comes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But he was referring to a Lamb that was perfect. Because in order for God to see us righteous, there had to be a perfect sacrifice, and that became Jesus. This is why he says, you know that the blood of Christ never loses its power because it has the power to redeem sinners. Now, what? Just a minute. Redeem, redemption is the process by which a boy, a girl, a man, or a woman gets in a right relationship with God. Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So redemption is the means, the process by which God, through Jesus Christ, purchased back what, God, what Adam and Eve lost in the Garden of Eden. Now, a ransom, Jesus said he came to give his life a ransom for many. The passage I shared with the children. A ransom is the price that was paid. Redemption is the process that it took. But ransom is the price that it paid for our forgiveness. And what was that price? The blood of Christ, the life of Christ. It wasn't silver or gold. It wasn't good works. So you have the pro and this is why this has the power to redeem sinners. And so he says, it is precious and it is powerful. Matter of fact, he says in, in that passage, Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Not Harry Krishna, not Buddha, not Allah. It's Jesus Christ. This is why he says this is a precious thing. And not only that, because it's powerful enough to reveal the Savior. 
you see, some have trouble understanding that part of it. But if you look at something that's valuable, whether it's your car, your house, your friends, you, you know that there's something that it reveals about you and about the person that you care about, their love for you, their response to you, your connection to their life. So he says, but with precious blood of Christ. Now in the Old Testament, when they brought the sacrificial lambs, they, they had to be inspected by the priest, all right? So they had to be evaluated if they were uh, worthy enough to be offered as a sacrifice, and they had to be certified. That sounds like the United States Department of Agriculture, right? You got to be inspected, you got to be evaluated, and then you get certified, and then hope you get a sticker, and if you show up at Kroger's or, you know, or Walmart or somewhere, Value Mart, you'll be able to say, okay, this that you're purchasing that you're going to consume in your body has been inspected, evaluated, and certified. But here's what it means spiritually. It means that Jesus was the perfect, inspected, evaluated, certified lamb without spot or blemish. In other words, he was the only one who could reveal the salvation that God wanted to offer us. No one else could do it. They tried it in the Old Testament. The Pharisees tried to get people to keep rules and the Ten Commandments, and they couldn't live up to it. Somebody had to be a savior, and that was Christ. And so this blood never loses its power because it does redeem sinners and it reveals who Jesus was. And watch this, that's why he's precious. You know, we had a big birthday celebration in our house yesterday, had a party. Everybody drove a white, a hot, got a hot wheel and drove a hot wheel to Sue Ann's birthday party and Anna Kate, our, who turned nine yesterday. We made big plans for weeks. Matter of fact, Anna Kate had put a list on our refrigerator six weeks ago. Here's, here's what I want to do. Here's the games I want to play. Here are the gifts I want to get. <laughs> I don't know if you got to add into the list or not, Sue Ann. But we celebrated two birthdays and one yesterday. And one of the traditions we have when we celebrate uh, birthdays in our family like that, uh, <clears throat> once we kind of finished eating, then we ask everybody to sit at the table before we start playing some games that we plan. And we ask everyone to go around and say, what do you like about this person whose birthday we're celebrating? So we start out, you know, what do, what do you, Papa, what do you like about Anna Kate? And I say, I like her creativity. I like her spunk for life or whatever. I, I, you know, I like her smile. I like the hug she gives. Okay, what do you like about Anna Kate? What do you, we go around the table. And then we went around the table for Sue Ann. <clears throat> and uh, it, was a, it was a really emotional moment when we got around to one of the grandchildren. And I won't say which one because they all said similar things. But they got around to, here's what I like about Nanny. And one of the grandchildren says, because she calls us all precious. Precious. When our grandkids come in the house, she runs to the door and says, oh, precious, come here. Now, if you look that word up in a dictionary, precious means highly valued. It means one of a kind. Not everything is precious. But how many of you have grandchildren? Don't you like that word precious? They are highly valued. They are greatly loved. May I say they are treasured. And that's why our grandchildren like that their grandmother says, oh, precious, because they know their value. That's the value that God's showing you and me through Jesus Christ. 
You weren't redeemed with silver or gold, but by the precious blood of the Lamb. Evaluated, inspected, certified, and not only that, and I, and I got this, this. I had never understood this before, but I got to give you one other thought, and it's in your outline if you want it. And that is, this same blood is a part of how God raises the dead in the resurrection. Watch this. He says, who through him you believed, I'm in verse 21 now, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are in who? Are in this same God. You know how you're going to be cleansed from sin by the blood of Christ. You know how you're going to be saved when you call upon the name of the Lord. You know how you're going to be raised from the dead and receive eternal life? Because the blood of Christ was shed on Calvary for you. Wow. I never thought about the blood raising the dead. <laughs> but that's the power that it has to bring person in a right relationship with God. So this morning, we're going to come to this table. And we're going to try to remember how precious this sacrifice is. So I know this is different than we've done in the past uh, before COVID, but in COVID, we've, we've learned how to do this uh, this morning. So if you would, just, uh, I'm gonna bless it. I'm gonna ask God to bless the cup. And in, the, in this uh, cup, uh, just be careful as you open it, but there's the wafer on top. And we'll do that together if you'll just hold it until I invite us to do it together. And then there's, you can peel it back again, and there's the juice that represents the blood of Christ. So the body and the blood of Christ. So I'll just ask this side, if you will, to come around, and then we can go to the middle, then we go this side. You know, I tried to give directions the first time, but y'all know how it work it out, and, and you'll do that. Now, let me just say, if there's someone here that doesn't feel comfortable doing this, you're our guest, you're not for certain this is for you right now, it, it's okay, or if... For some reason, you're not comfortable walking up here. Someone can pick it up for you and bring and take it back to you, okay? Um, and that's okay. Let's bow together and bless it. And then I'll ask Anita, Martha, if y'all would just start, and we'll go this side, then we'll go to the middle, and then I'll come back and we'll close the service, okay? God, we ask you to bless this table. It represents God's great love. It represents the precious life that he offers to all of us. It represents how much you value every person in this room, even those who are far away from God. It declares your love for us all. So may you use this little cup and this wafer to remind us of the precious, treasured, highly valued love of God on our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. C.H. Spurgeon wrote these words when he said, what the hand is to the lute, what the breath is to the flute, what is fragrance to the smell, what the spring is to the well, what the flower is to the bee, that is Jesus Christ to me. What the mother is to the child, what the guide is in pathless wild, what is water to the sea, that is Jesus Christ to me. So I pray as you, we share this wafer that we'll remember the body of Christ nailed to an old rugged cross and do it in remembrance of him.
When Jesus gathered in the upper room with his disciples, they broke the bread. Obviously a little bit different in that day. But the symbolism is the same of a body being willing to be nailed to a cross. And then the cup, he said, this is my cup. This is, a, this is my cup, which is a symbol of my life. And we know that blood is the life blood of anyone. You lose blood, you, you die out. And so it really was the life of Jesus that uh, became a sacrifice. The blood is a symbol of a life. Your life that he considered so precious that he would die for you and me. So he said, as you take this cup, do it in remembrance of me. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lord, right? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lord. Power to redeem a sinner. Power to reveal a Savior. And power to raise the dead. Wow. And that power never loses its power. So let's stand together and sing as Reagan leads us a song that it is my favorite, How Great Thou Art. It's a testimony song to all of us for the greatness of God. And I would just say there's someone here this morning that has an expression that you want to make toward following Jesus, whether it's to come and say, I want to follow the Lord and believers' baptism, or I want to unite with the Mulder Hill Baptist Church. Or if you just have a burden that you want me to pray and our church to pray with you about. It doesn't have to be something you specifically say, but if you, I'll be glad to pray with you as we uh, use these last few moments here. Just uh, offer a time for response that I can pray with or encourage and our church can affirm your presence today, what God may be doing in your life. So let's sing together as Reagan leads us, as Wanda and uh, Nita plays for us, okay?